Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Market Bites podcast. However, this is a special one. This is what we do on a quarterly basis, pretty much at the beginning of the quarter. And I'm joined by Ben Laidler, our global market strategist, and Josh Gilbert, our market analyst in Australia. Chaps, how are we? Yeah, all good. Honoured to be here. Yeah, I'm also good as well. Thanks, Sam. And it's always good to have Mr. Laidler with us. Yeah, absolutely. That's the real honour. That's the real honour. Yeah, well, I mean, you two stole the show last week. I was off trying to ski. uh, (laughs) Back in one piece, although I've actually got a bit of a... a No videos, no pictures? Well, yeah, there's a few few pictures floating about. Um, But uh, I think everyday drinking has finally caught up with me. I feel a little bit bit rough today. So hopefully both of you have got some good news for us. Uh, Just before we... We do continue. There's um, something called the Master Investor event that is happening in the next few weeks. So that's happening on Saturday, April the 15th in London. Um, and anyone who is around and wants to join, there is a code that I'll put in the, the bio, which is eToro Capital Letters, funnily enough, uh, where you can get a discount code. Actually, you can turn up for free with that code. So if you do fancy it, feel free to come along. I'll be there. We'll also have some of the popular investors, so it should be a pretty good day. There'll be speeches, panels, that kind of thing. Um, before we, we we get stuck into our key takeaways, Ben, um, there will be people who have either not heard of the retail investor beat before or need a little bit of a refresh. So what is it and why do we care about it? Yeah, what are we actually talking about? Uh, so uh, this is probably the biggest regular survey of global retail investors out there. Uh, So 10,000 DIY investors surveyed across 13 countries, so from the US uh, to Oz and and across Europe. Uh, Why does it matter? Uh, Because retail investors matter, uh, because they're more important to markets than they've ever been. Um, And I still think they're chronically misunderstood. Uh, You know, there are loads of surveys out there about what institutional investors are thinking and investing in. Uh, but this is one of the very few that's really focused just on on retail investors. So, So I think it's pretty unique. Yeah, absolutely. And it is great to, you know, get those insights and to sort of find out exactly what you know investors are thinking. And the fact that we do it every quarter is is as you say, Ben, pretty, pretty unique indeed. Um, so let's sort of focus in on the report. Let's get into some of the nitty nitty-gritty. And ultimately we've highlighted five key takeaways from the survey. The first focuses on investor confidence. So has that improved? Has it got worse? Are we the same? Ultimately, how are retail investors feeling deep down? And also, what are they seeing as the risks right now? 
Yeah, never the same. No standing still. Uh, so investor confidence has rebounded basically to the highest levels uh, since the 2021 bull market. Uh, 76% of those polled are confident in their portfolios. Uh, 44% have actually increased the amount of money that they've been investing in markets. And this is uh, basically four times the amount they've actually sort of pulled back. And clearly, that's been the right call so far this year, right? I mean, we're about to close up um, first quarter. And, you know, most asset classes, most markets are, are, are in the green. Obviously, still plenty of risks out there. And we've asked um, investors what those are. Inflation still seen as, you know, the biggest concern by most. Uh, but, you know, geopolitics is sort of closing in as the second risk. Obviously, you know, the Ukraine war is still going on. U.S.-China tensions sort of continuing to sort of drag on. Um, but, you know, that's now the sort of second biggest fear, you know, ahead of recession, uh, ahead of higher interest rates. That may uh, uh, surprise some people. But obviously, I guess over the last sort of few weeks, we've seen those recession fears sort of ease back a little bit. We've seen, you know, hopefully we're pretty close to the top of the interest rate cycle at this point. And, you know, maybe we're beginning to see that reflected in some of these poll results. Well done to, to retail investors so far. I'll give them one tick for that. Uh, you just mentioned there that, we're we're looking like we're going to close up for the quarter. We're recording this on Wednesday, so if the market goes limit down Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're not to blame. Just yeah, blame me, blame me. Coming back from from work and the market goes lower. Typical. Uh, let's now we'll move our attention onto the different asset classes that these retail investors are investing in and trading. You know, how are the retail crowd investing? You know, what are the most and least invested asset classes? Has there been any key changes quarter on quarter? And is there any reason, if so, that we're putting it down to? So I guess the big takeaway is we've seen just a you know, large diversification move across so all asset classes, essentially, um, you know, many more investors are now owning commodities and now owning bonds and now owning FX uh, and are now owning sort of so-called alternatives. So things like sort of risked re uh, real estate. So, you know, big move, you know, outside of just owning equities, you know, or crypto, which is what we've sort of typically seen uh, in, in the past quarters. Uh, so that's one. But also, you know, this really makes sense, right? I mean, commodities have been the best performing asset class in the world for the last you know, two years. Uh, crypto's the best performer this year. Um, you know, bonds and many FX pairs have performed, um, you know, much better this year as inflation has cooled and as this sort of big dollar rally that we saw uh, last year has um, uh, has reversed. So I think, you know, we're beginning to see that reflected in sort of investors' portfolios. And, you know, we always sing the praises of diversification on this on this podcast. But, um, you know, there's there's method in the madness and you're seeing it in the numbers this year. Well, yeah, and absolutely. I think that those retail investors that have diversified have probably been well rewarded for that, given, as you mentioned there, Ben, that sort of how well commodities have done and how well some of those other assets um, have done as well. And I think that also points to, you know, I think you went back at, and you said it at the start in terms of, I think, how underappreciated sometimes retail investors actually are. But this actually shows that, you know, I think they are smarter than the market actually thinks uh, and they are more switched on in terms of, you know, that diversification and, and sort of moving into those other asset classes as they have performed well as well. Um, so on to our third takeaway, that takes a look at home biases. So previously in that report, in other reports we've had, we've seen a huge focus towards home bias. So is that continuing? Are we seeing maybe it decline? 
And if we are seeing a decline, is there a reason for that? Is that maybe down to that diversification that we just mentioned? Yeah. So, you know, what is home bias, right? So home bias is a sort of natural tendency of investors to sort of disproportionately own the assets in their, you know, in their, in their home market. Um, you know, they tend to know these assets better. Uh, it can be easier to trade them. You know, there's obviously no FX risk. Um, there's no overseas sort of macro risks. Um, but it does come at a cost. Uh, and it comes at the cost of less diversification. And it comes at a cost often of sort of less ac access to sort of sectors or themes, you know, like tech, for example, which are, you know, better represented in, 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 in other markets. Um, but, you know, what we've seen this quarter is globally, the percentage of investors owning their sort of domestic home equity market has fallen under 50% uh, for basically the first time sort of ever, or at least since, you know, we've been running this survey. Um, and I think this is part of this sort of broader move, which we've been talking about to, you know, be more diversified. Uh, it's a response, I think, probably to the volatility of the past year that people are sort of newly sensitive to the benefits of diversification and some of the opportunities in these other markets, other asset classes. Um, but, you know, it's been, a it's been a long time in coming. Mm. Um, and now we're seeing this move to look overseas. Um, it's really never been cheaper. It's never been easier to do that. We've seen, obviously, the growth of ETFs, the growth of commission-free you know, trading. You know, hopefully, the sort of ease of um, getting information on these, um, on, on, on these other markets. So, um, again, I think it's all part of um, the, uh, the, the, the move to diversification we've seen. But I, yeah, I think it's also sort of you know, to be embraced, right? The world's, a, the world's a big place. Even if you look at some of these bigger markets, you know, like the UK, like France, maybe two three percent of global equities so if you've got 50 percent of your portfolio in these markets mm -hmm. right you're, you're you're obviously uh missing out on quite a lot yeah absolutely another pat on the back i think there for the retail investors uh the fourth takeaway for the theme five. here <laughs> the fourth um takeaway four or five is looking into investors and how they control their finances um, if anyone was looking at how I controlled my finances last week, there'd be a big red cross. Um, but are we looking at this proudly when reviewing the retail investors or is there room for improvement like myself? Uh, also, in terms of we, uh, reasons why people are investing, what are the standouts? So I think a big takeaway here is just there are more investors you know, taking control of, of, of their finances, right? even through the volatility we've seen in the last, um, you know, in the last year or two, 23% of investors um, this quarter um, are new to investing in the last two years. So that's basically 23% growth in just the last two years. And this comes after that sort of big pandemic investment boom that we had when, you know, everyone was stuck at home with nothing else to do. And the government was sort of throwing money at you in some, in, in, in some places. So these are you know, really big numbers. And, you know, basically we're just continuing to see the sort of democratization uh, of uh, of finance um and and that's really you know when you ask investors you know why you're investing on your own uh, they're basically saying you know i want to build financial independence over time and you know the vast majority of them are doing that over sort of years or decades um only three percent actually are investing in the in, in the very very short term um you know other takeaways equities remains you know the favored asset class so yes we're looking at bonds yes we're looking at fx yes we're looking at other things but equities uh, it's still the, uh, you know, the favorite asset class, you know, within that, um, you know, financials, dare I say it, um, but also, you know, tech, those are the, you know, remain the most popular sectors. And the US, unsurprisingly, is the world's biggest equity market remains, you know, the most popular uh, place for, for people to invest.
Yeah. And and I think it's interesting when we talk about obviously the US as well, and it comes back to that sort of home bias. You know, I was doing a little bit of something today for the retail investor survey for Australia. And again, we saw more investors turn towards the US. And I think it comes down to sometimes as well, the number of touch points that we just have with these company and businesses, you know, whether it's Google, whether it's Netflix, um, whether it's Zoom, whatever it might be, I think we have much you know, closer touch points than we have over the last sort of 10, 15 years. And as you said earlier, Ben, it's so much easier to get information and invest in, in these assets than it ever has been. Um, so last but not least of our five key takeaways, um, we've had a look to see what younger investors are doing. So what trends are we seeing there, Ben? Um, do we think it is important for the broader market to consider what they're doing? Where are they getting their information from? How active are they? And I think importantly, is social media also important to their decision-making processes? Yeah, this is the sort of Josh segment, right? As, 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 <laughs> as, as, as the youngster here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but but the survey allows us to sort of see, you know, different demographics, different genders, different location, you know, how much, how that impacts on, on investments. And that sort of younger cohort, that sort of 18 to 34, has some of the biggest differences, right? Um, you know, they're, they're much more likely to be active investors, you know, investing in individual securities rather than things like ETFs. Uh, they're typically more bullish, um, which makes a lot of sense, right? They have much longer in markets, much longer to retirement, um, and they're much more tech savvy, right? They use social media, you know, more um, to make investment decisions to sort of do their, um, to, to do their research. Um, and and your, your other question on sort of the relevance, so I'll just throw one stat at you, right? So in the U.S., um, that's obviously the biggest retail investor market. Uh, household allocations to stocks are about fifty percent higher than what we've seen over the over the very long term. So not only are there more retail investors, you know, twenty three percent over the last you know couple of years, but they're also investing more, um, and that you know brings us back to the beginning, right? That you know, why is understanding what retail investors up to so important? because they're basically 50% more important than we, we've seen historically. And they really are moving markets and, and, they're, and they're underfollowed and under-researched. Yeah, I mean, again, fair play to retail investors. Uh, in, in summary then, Ben, what do, you, what do you think about this report? Did anything surprise you? Uh, and also, we'll, we'll put you with a teacher's hat on here and ask you to give them a mark out of 10 for the last <laughs> quarter. You've only given them three so far. I've been counting. Um <laughs> uh, so, so the summary here is right. Um, you know, retail investors—they're they're more positive on markets. Uh, they're more diversified than they've ever been. They're increasingly looking outside their, their home markets. Uh, there's a lot more of them now than there used to be, uh, and they're quite often quite contrarian, right? They, they you know, they're not sort of trend followers. Um, they're more important than ever, and they're sort of bucking a lot of these stereotypes. Um, you know, in many ways, they've been quicker back into markets um, and into the better performing. Um, you know, assets, whether that's tech or, or crypto, which they never really gave up on, uh, than the, uh, you know, the, than the so-called, uh, you know, professional investors. So I think you've got to mark them you know, pretty highly. So always room for improvement. Let's go for eight. Solid. Very solid. Um, we usually, when, when I'm on the podcast, we do a quiz question. We haven't done one now, but I, I was just Googling something yesterday. So I'm going to put both of you on the spot and therefore the people at home. You probably might know this. Um, I actually do already know this, so that's one nil to me, if not. But um, how many companies are in the S and P five hundred? Trick question. I'm gonna, 
I'm going to gamble that Ben knows this. I think I might know the answer. Go on. Well, I just, I don't actually, I'll let Ben go first. <laughs> I think it's a trick question. It is. Well, so I'll say mine because I just think I thought I know what it was. I think it's 505 because I thought I, th- I think I've seen it somewhere before, but maybe I'm just being stupid. Maybe it is actually 500. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be the, the greatest double bluff ever. Ben, what you say, higher or lower than 505? I would say always go simplest answer is normally the right answer. I'm going for 500. 503. 503. As of March the 20th. Wow, split the so. difference, eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, Two great that, minds together there, Ben. Look, we've come it. close. And we've completely failed. That's it. That's one for everyone down the pub on Friday to, to test your mates. I'm just here providing information for you. Um, I wonder how many of their mates maybe know what the S&P 500 is. And if they don't, tell them to listen to the Digest Invest podcast and we'll explain to them what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it there for, for this week. It's been good fun as always. We'll be back with the update on the quarter in three months time. Ben, Josh, thank you very much. Thanks, Sam. Thanks very much. Take care, everyone. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.